Hi. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to another episode of Res Hockey. This is episode number 92. Big 92. 92. Jeff O'Neill were 92 back in the day. Okay, um, cool. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Uh, my name is Trev and with me is uh, Bush. Bush has just recently got home this afternoon. Yep. Yeah. So uh, thanks. Thanks for uh, not thanks being for a wuss. And, yeah, thanks for making it back and not <laughs> yeah. being a wuss and take another uh, week off there, bud. Uh, yeah, it's been my pleasure. I was happy to do it today. <laughs> uh, Res Hockey, we just want to throw out uh, a land, a land, a land acknowledgement that we are recording on the Treaty 3 territory, the traditional land of the Anishinaabe, which includes Bush. Bush is a part of Treaty 3. So, uh, yeah, I just want to throw out there that it's always special and to throw out which which part of the Turtle Island that we're recording. It's got YouTube. (laughs) Can't do that anymore. Can can't read your old man glasses. I can't read my. I can't make fun of myself using my glasses because I forgot it's going to be on YouTube. <laughs> uh, our guest for this week's episode, he is from Red Deer, Alberta, but currently lives on Vancouver Island, uh, British Columbia. He's a former NHL player, pro. I mean, AHL player, and played in the German league and the uh, English league. Our guest for this week is Mr. Brad Lieb. Uh, Brad and I sat down, had had some good stories. He he was a really good guest. Uh, he said a lot of good things. And uh, unfortunately, Bush was in Halifax eating lobster every day, so he was Bush wasn't able to uh, join us for the interview. Uh, that leads us to Cousin of the Week. Cousin of the Week for episode 92 is Mr. Bryce Perot of Kujiching First Nation. Bryce messaged us and uh, asked if we could be Cousin of the Week. So we sure, sure man, for sure. Uh, Bryce is 12 years old and is currently playing summer hockey in International Falls just across the border in Minnesota. Um, and he he plays minor hockey in Fort Francis. So thanks, Bryce, and uh, good luck playing your summer hockey. And uh, good luck in the fall. Uh, fall hockey, winter hockey is going to be coming up pretty fast here. Uh, shoutouts to you. How many shoutouts for episode 92, Bush? Oh, do I ever. Uh-oh. Okay. Do I ever. First off, I want to give a shout-out to... Everybody, all the volunteers that worked tirelessly from day one to yesterday about uh, North American Indigenous Games. Now I'm a little biased here because I want to because my daughter played Jaden. She played with the U19 girls soccer team that won a silver medal. Which they uh, they got defeated by a, a very strong Alberta team, which uh, I'll touch on that later. However, it would not be. Uh, it would not have come to solution or, or I can't say what word I'm looking for come to fruition with the, what the, a lot of volunteer hours, namely head coach, just Lane Goudreau, uh, the assistant coach, Jenny Hissa, Elijah Blackbird, the team manager, 
and Brady Granger, the team chaperone, and a couple other parents that were there that uh, that helped uh, response that helped helped out with the kids and everything with the daily fun activities and stuff. There's a lot, a lot of good things that happened with that uh, with that team Ontario. Um, yeah, I got a couple as well. I just want to give a yeah. shout out to Trevor Gould, Jennifer Maloney, Aaron Prosper, and Evan Gugu. Uh, they were all part of the opening ceremonies at NAG. Uh, they were the traditional McMau dancers. Uh, and Jennifer was part of giving away and setting up all the medals and giving away, getting people to, uh, to give away the medal. So that was a, uh, that was really fun. I mean, I've 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 tongue tied. I met them back <laughs> in April or May, and they're really nice uh, people. They they were out here in Kenora, so I was able to get to know them. I so they're really nice people, and it was, it was really cool to see them show their the Mi'kmaq traditions and the stuff that that's really neat. Like they were playing traditional games, and I like the traditional dancing and. It, the singing as well. So it was really cool to watch that aspect of the Nag games while sitting at home. So that was, did you go, did you, did you go to opening ceremonies? No, we were, uh, we were still in, uh, we're still in the air. Your private jet took, took long. eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was really cool to see where you, uh, we'll talk about, yeah, we'll, We'll get another, through a couple more things, but we'll talk about your experience. Yeah, another shout out. Actually, I want to give. I want to give us a shout out. He approached me and uh, introduced himself. He's a nice, nice fella. Name his name. He's a big fan of the show. His name is Timothy Bird. Him and his son Tyson Bird. They're from Laurent, Saskatchewan. Okay. Yeah, and they said they listen to the podcast every time they go to hockey tournaments. And as a really, really cool to. Uh, to, to to meet some fans of the show that recognize you, uh, that recognize you on the street and everything. That is really awesome. Needs, yeah, really Rush. cool, Timothy. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming to say hi. I appreciate it. Very nice people in uh, Larange. We have yeah. uh, some some friends from Larange. It's that's awesome. Uh, Res Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Um, twenty percent off and free will Royce. Worldwide shipping with the code <laughs> Res Hockey at manscaped.com. Um, one of their best sellers, and which we have is the performance package 4.0. We highly recommend mend it. Um it's it's the best thing to go for. Like if you want a smooth uh a smooth <laughs> below the equator equipment <laughs> that's uh manscape.com is uh where to go shopping ladies gentlemen buy your partner uh one of these uh performers packages 4.0 and it will help you help them so there's a lot of good things uh take care of yourself so go to manscape.com and get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code res hockey um, their weed whacker is also waterproof. Uh, comes with the. It's one of the pack things that come in the packages. We're pretty rusty, eh? We've yeah, been off for like a week or two, and <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, the trimmer is waterproof, so you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. It comes with a light, so you can go it in does. the shower. So it's uh, the trimmer is the future of grooming, and dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. Ever. So, yeah. yeah. How's, your, how's your math? Uh, it's pretty bad. It's really bad. bad. I think, wasn't there a rough estimate of 16 million balls? Yes. On the uh, last stat? <laughs> join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this ex- exclusive offer for you. If my math is correct, which it is, usually is. And that's about 16 million balls. It's a lot of balls, man. That's a lot of balls. <laughs> Join the list of all the balls. So yeah, go to Manscaped. Great company. Yeah. Um so yeah, anyways. Yeah. Uh North American Indigenous Games in Halifax. Nova Scotia, yes, uh, which is on the land, traditional land of the Mi'kmaq people. Awesome, nice people. Our brothers and sisters out east on the east coast. Uh, you attended the games. How was it? Games were excellent. Games were fun. Uh, busy because uh, I don't think a lot of a lot of players and uh, knew what they were getting into when they were actually when they were playing the game. I thought they were. I think a lot of them just thought they were just playing a regular old uh, soccer game or a volleyball game. They didn't understand the importance of uh, of uh, what they were representing. So it's kind of neat to say because I asked my daughter. Um, I asked Jaden what what she felt like. Like said, did you realize how big that was the Aventus is when you were walking through the arena? And she said no, she didn't. She had no idea. Like she had absolutely no idea the scope, the magnitude, everything, how important of walking in with your with your province, and you just realize, like, wow, this is pretty friggin' huge. So, as a as a parent, how uh, intense were the games? Oh shite! They were uh, <laughs> because I knew what was what they were representing. I was uh, I was more on edge. And a lot of people, I, I or or maybe I, I there wasn't, maybe I was average, but they were uh, they were pretty intense. I was, I I had my uh, my Garmin watch on, and my heart rate was nowhere uh, less than one hundred five beats per minute. <laughs> Did you yell and, at the refs? No, I uh, huh? but I, I I tripped a lot of players though. <laughs> <laughs> So when they missed a call or someone uh, opposite player tripped your daughter, did you yell at them and curse them? Um, no. But in your mind, did you? Though? In, my, in my mind, I was I was really like derogatory. Fifty <laughs> f bombs. Just kidding. <laughs> f bombs left and right. No, I, I didn't. I didn't really uh, make fun of them because. <laughs> Taking a page out of, out of your book and like personal creed, I, I'll never ever chirp a player based on looks. Like I'll say, "Oh yeah, that's a f- you." Like take LT for example. Like we'll chirp him on his uh on his forty five flex on a stick. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that I think that that I think is fun or uh, something like that. But uh, as far as chirping uh, like that, no, I didn't really do anything. I just like, yeah, that's a nice kick. You couldn't hit the wall of a you know barn or something like that or i don't know i just like stupid stupid things like that 
uh were you did you check out like athletes village or like the the tra- traditional stuff that they put on uh my mom my cousin did I uh, unfortunately we 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 just didn't because where the soccer game was at it, it's probably like going from Kuwaitin all the way to Reddins. There's a there's a twenty minute drive from where we were. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys rent a car? I yes, I rented a truck because a truck. I. Well, there's actually there's uh out of necessity. I, I was all set to rent like a like a little four door hatchback or or a sedan or something like a little Civic, but uh, when I went on the website, all all that was available was an F one fifty. I'm serious. <laughs> like, so I checked, I checked, I checked the car into place at Monday from one p.m. and then Monday at six p.m. Tuesday at nine a.m. There's nothing, nothing, nothing. But a, but at Monday at 3 p.m., there was an F-150 available for X number of days. So I just clicked yes and yes. <laughs> what kind of food did you eat out there? Did you go to like a mom and pop shop or did you try some of the um, East Coast food? Or did you just go like Montana's or McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you mentioned that, Trev. We had... Uh, the hotel we were staying at is Comfort Inn. You know how they they got the continental breakfast. Yeah, but their eggs are uh, they're they're questionable. Yeah. <laughs> so luckily for me, there is a McDonald's about uh, not even a two minute drive from the restaurants or from the hotel. So I ended up driving to McDonald's every day, and and plus and grabbed a, a big egg McMuffin for me and Sue, and then my son ordered some. But I also, but I mostly went to McDonald's because they get the large coffees and, uh, and because of Comfort Inn where they have the coffees, they're just those little uh, styrofoam cups that have like maybe three, or four sips, and then that's it. But, so overall, if you had to rate the Indigenous Games in Halifax out of ten, what would you rate the games? As into Pro- like uh, the competition, Pro- oh, like all shit. the things that they did for the athletes and your overall experience. Probably a fifteen out of ten. Yeah, it's really good. Easily, yeah, it's yeah. really good. They gave these they they treated their athletes really well. They gave them all these player passes to go where uh, free of charge and just they just made them stand out. Right, it was really good. I mean, everywhere you look on the waterfront, like me and Sue were walking on the waterfront a couple times, and uh, you, did you, you guys knew- hold hands. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course we did. Right, Sue? We held hands, of course. It's right? really romantic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but every, everywhere you walk, somewhere like a big area like that, like um, even a mall or or strip malls, like um, or like uh, all the places, like sports check, you knew the players, what they were. So the, the, the nag committee swag, they, they made them stand out. They made them proud i guess of what they were doing so we knew who team ontario was team saskatchewan oh, cool. yeah. yeah it was a really neat and uh so i got a, i got to meet a couple team ontario uh lacrosse players i wish i would have gone to see lacrosse but it's just but people don't understand like this area is so spread out with these games like it's not like it's like the rec center where there's there's a hockey rink and then a couple, one block over, there's a softball. No, you have to drive a good 20 minutes to get from here to there. So you you, you want to go watch. You want you actually want to have to time it what you want to go see. And then you got to realize, well, I got to go take in Halifax. 
Yeah. It's really cool. Oh, but so, oh, oh, but my first meal I had was a crab salad sandwich on the waterfront. For McDonald's? <laughs> no. <laughs> was it good? <laughs> I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was pretty neat. Pretty so, tasty. Like as it. a parent, would you recommend other parents for their child to participate in the next North American Indigenous Games, which would be taking place in Calgary, Alberta? I would say train now, start the fundraising now, and don't look back. Fundraise now because you're gonna you're you're gonna spend more than you think you're going to. Um, I had myself a little budget, but um, hidden expenses come up. I rented. I had. I had to rent a truck out of necessity, so that inflated my budget big time. Um, meals we ended up uh, eating out a lot more than we'd like to, and where we went cost a lot more than what I thought. Like the yeah. f- we went to Micmac Bar and Grill. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna post a photo on our page. I had a full lobster, a steak, a rice pilaf. Uh, pureed veggies and sue had the surf and turf now that was phenomenal big really? meal she had a full lobster uh steak oh, she had a skewer of shrimp some scallops holy and, was, and then um i think she had french fries or a salad i can't remember but yeah i know it's great expensive but yeah. uh but lobster but yeah you had to order it because because it was uh in market or whatever they call it in season market market fresh market price so whatever lobster was going for that day per pound that's what you paid for oh shit that's, eh? that's how much yeah and that was just that, that that but it was just uh it's there it's red lobster but but tenfold like it's way better than I bet, way, eh? way better than red lobster damn yeah i wish i would have went damn it did you uh give me a t-shirt or anything I didn't. I got me a hat. I'm serious. When uh, when when we went on, we were supposed to go whale watching, but that got canceled because apparently we were experiencing a biblical portion of rainfall <laughs> one day. <laughs> I'm serious, man. No shit. They got they got like about uh, they got like 25 centimeters in six hours. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. It's crazy. <laughs> like on the highways shutting yeah. down. Highways were flooded out. That's scary. Uh, wash, wash. It was, it was scary. Like we were driving in the truck and we couldn't hear each other talk. It was so loud. The rainfall, the windshield wiper, like, holy crap. I was sitting here yelling at Jane. She's beside me. Like, can you hear me right now? She's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah. I know. So yeah, so really neat. But again, parents start your fundraising now, put five bucks here and there aside this week, next week and do it. You'll thank yourself. Yeah, because um, four years is gonna come by fast when when it comes to yeah. fundraising, right? And mm-hmm. If you uh, want to fundraise and you want me to double it, I'll take it to a casino and I'll work my magic. FYI, you know what parents. I did? <laughs> oh my god! What I put? I put ten bucks on black. You know what came up? But the zero double zeros <laughs> on the roulette wheel. Did you play Lotto Max out there? I have, uh, I went, I played, I played Thursday night. We didn't win Friday night draw, but I bought some on Saturday. So I'm going to win 70 million. And then I'm going to, I got to head back to Halifax to pick up my check. 70 mil. 
70 million dead. And then I'll be able to help uh, some families out that are fundraising if I win that. You hear you heard of that on, on the air, folks. You heard it live. You heard it live. Uh yeah, sounds like a good time. And uh yeah. I was able to watch a lot of it on social media and it did look mm-hmm. like a good time. So congratulations yep. to all the athletes who competed, win or lose. You guys are yeah. all champions and just to be able to say that you played in the North American Indigenous Games yeah. is a big uh, accomplishment. Yeah. And uh, so congratulations to all the athletes and families and all the fundraising that the families have done throughout the, the last couple of years. So congrats, Oh, yeah. Uh, Trevor Dysart. Oh, yeah. His boy won three gold medals in the... Zarek. Zarek, yeah. He won three gold medals at the... Uh, oh, shit. What? I don't know if we're supposed to say this so soon. No, he had to have told his wife already by now that Zarek won. <laughs> he didn't tell his wife. Like, well, no, like uh, I told him, like he texted me, and I and I said, "Oh shit, we're gonna we're gonna say that out loud on the radio." And then I think he thought that we were gonna do a show that night and say, "Oh, it. So, well, if well, he hasn't told his wife by now, now it's then... Monday." Yeah, he won like on okay, Saturday, yeah. Friday, yeah, he won, Saturday. He won and it's Monday evening. Yeah, so he hopefully he did tell her. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, he's gonna be our new hunting partner. We're just gonna yep. take him hunting. We're gonna sit yeah. back and let him sniped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. He won three mm-hmm. goals. Um, so congratulations, Eric. Yeah, we're, uh, we're proud of proud of you. Absol- we're proud of absolutely. everyone who yeah. uh, participated. 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 Uh, with that being said, let's uh, let's let's go to our interview, Dad. Uh, yeah. with Brad Lieb. Let's go. Okay. Raz Hockey would like to introduce our guest for episode num- number 92. He is from Red Deer, Alberta, but currently lives in beautiful Victoria, British Columbia. Raz Hockey would like to introduce you our guest for this week, Mr. Brad Lieb. Welcome to the show, Brad. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, you played junior in the dub for your hometown Red Deer Rebels. How was it playing junior in your hometown? It was uh it was a really fun experience. You know, I've always said like when when I was growing up, it was I was always thinking it would be really cool to move away from home and go <laughs> explore and go live somewhere else. And and looking back on the experience, like it's just it was it was so special to to be in your hometown and play in front of family and friends that much. So um, looking back, it was just such a great experience and and don't go back there as much as I'd like to. But yeah, it's a very special place in my heart. You played for a Stanley Cup champion, Terry Simpson, your last year junior. How was he as a coach? Terry was good, I think. You know, looking back on it, it was kind of, uh, I think, the end of his kind of coaching career, and 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 even looking back on on everything else, that that was the kind of transition between uh, the Simpsons having the team and 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 Brent Sutter that was coming in. Um, Brent was around the team a little bit, so I'm sure he was checking things out. And um, yeah, would have been would have been cool to play for for Sutter's team teams, but uh, yeah, the Simpsons. Ran a ran a ran a great organization. Gave me an opportunity, and yeah, had 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 fun with Terry that last year. 
best experience in junior hockey? I'd have to say my experience with the world juniors was, was right up there. Um, you know, it, it wasn't, uh, an experience that I, um, probably thought was going to happen at the time. I think, you know, as with anything, like a lot of things have to fall into place, but you know, you also have to be ready for your opportunities too. So, you know, I, I had a, a good start to that season, my final year in Red Deer as a 19 year old. And, um, and when went to kind of the, the tryout camp, um, for, for the, the tournament that was going to be in, in Winnipeg that year in in 99, um, had a good camp. There's a few players that were still up in the NHL that weren't going to get released. So, you know, more spots were available. So playing, playing well at the right time, you know, right place, right time. And yeah, an unbelievable experience, especially uh, in in Canada and in in Winnipeg in the old barn. Yeah, how was it playing in the uh, the old Winnipeg Arena? It was rocking. It was rocking. I think you know. I think that tournament always kind of breaks records year after year. But at at the time, like we had, you know, it was um, you know the most watched kind of tournament up until that point, and. Tickets were being scalped for thousands of dollars and, <laughs> and like it was, a, it was a hot ticket. And, um, you know, that, that old barn had a lot of character and, and it was full every night and being in Canada and being in front of, you know, passionate hockey fans in Winnipeg, like it was, it was quite the experience and yeah, one, one that I'll remember forever. Uh, the dub is, is infamous for their long bus rides. How was it? Hmm. Uh, the pre-internet days on the on those long bus rides. Yeah, I, I I don't even think we we um were in Red Deer. We weren't even that bad. I my brother Greg played down in Spokane, and they they had you know overnight trips up to Prince George, and then have to wake up and go to school the next day. Uh, you know, on and basically you're sleeping on the bus, and you're waking up, and you're you're you gotta you gotta get to where you want to be. So. Yeah, Red Deer wasn't that bad. Um, and yeah, that was guys had books of of CDs. So that was before, <laughs> you know, iPhones and and we had the the VHS uh uh player on the bus. So I think we played Slapshot a lot. Um classic movies on the bus. So yeah, just fun memories. After junior, you played in the AHL and five games in the show. How was your experience playing in the A and in in the show? It, it was, yeah. I mean, it was it was a great experience. Like I said, you, you kind of right place at the right time. And and from that World Junior experience, I I got an invite to um, go to a couple camps, and and the Canucks, Vancouver Canucks, were one. And the LA Kings were, were was the other, and and it was the Canucks seemed to have a little bit more interest, and and you know you always want to go um, as a hockey player where where you you want to where you're where they want you um, to give yourself the best opportunity. So I that that was Vancouver. So I went out to Vancouver and and signed a deal as a as an undrafted um, junior player, um, and yeah, moved all over. Uh, North America, Syracuse, Kansas City, Winnipeg, um, and then yeah, traded to to Toronto, and 
and playing out in St. John. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of really um, great Canadian hockey cities, like, you know, playing it, playing in Winnipeg was fun. St. John's is, is an amazing hockey town. And, and, um, but one, one of my highlights from, from playing in the AHL was uh, my, I believe it was my second year or first year in, in Toronto with the Marlies. So playing in the minors and we had Paul Maurice as our coach. So, you know, it was, it was his one year that he um, coached at that level. And it was just a, a privilege to have him as a coach and, and his knowledge. And, um, you know, it was probably the best coach that I've ever had in my career. And it was probably for two reasons. And, you know, you, you see, you see Paul like talk, doing interviews and, and, and it's the same, it's the same demeanor, the same kind of, um, uh, thinker, um, you know, in the room. And, and he was always, you know, his preparation was one thing and his communication was another. So yeah, very top-notch coach. And that was probably one of the the highlights at that level playing, playing for him. Were you surprised that the Florida Panthers made it all the way to the finals with Maurice <laughs> as coach? Uh, I mean, no, I, I, I mean, I, would I have predicted the Panthers to go to the, to go to the cup? No, I wouldn't have, but am I surprised of it? No, not at all. Like, you know, I think, you know, with, especially in the playoffs, like anything can happen if yeah. you are playing well as a team. And, and that was one thing that he talked about a lot throughout the playoffs is like his crew, his team, like they were a tight knit group and, and you're, you're all on the same page. You're all, you know, pulling the same way. And, and that camaraderie is, is, is huge. And, and, and that can, can take you a long way. So, you know, they just got rolling at the right time, get hot at the right time, got a hot goalie at the right time. Like you can go far in the playoffs and, and he's a very knowledgeable coach. He's been around for a lot of years. So not surprised that they, that they went. I'm a big Leafs fan. I've always been a Leafs fan. You played uh, one game with the Leafs. How was it putting on that blue and white? It was it was really special. My my late father, he was his favorite team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and and so it was special to play for them. Um, you know, and and special to play in Toronto. You know, the the only thing that didn't really go that well is I think we lost seven four to the to the Senators. <laughs> So it wasn't, you know, it was it wasn't a, a night to remember from a from a game perspective, but but yeah, it's it's it was as cool as you would expect it to be, you know. Yeah. It's Toronto is definitely, you know, it's it's a fun environment for for anyone that that is able to be a part of the Maple Leafs from the inside. It is a very special um organization to be a part of and and yeah, to to skate out and back in the day when it was the ACC, it was uh, it was a good time. Were you able to keep your jersey, or did you have to give it back to the trainer? I I do have it. Uh, I think I ended up having to buy it from <laughs> somewhere online, but but I I do have it, and I have that. That's that was kind of my my thing going through my career is. I have the jersey of of every team that I played for, even starting, you know, at the minor leagues. So, 
um, had to get that one, had to have it part of the collection and, and got it in a case downstairs. You also play for Vancouver Canucks. How was it? How was it playing for them? Was it a bit, is it a big difference compared to when you played for the Leafs? I mean, at, at the time that I was with the Canucks, it was, they, you know, they had a, a pretty, a pretty good team. It was, um, right during the time that the the west coast express was was in full motion and um so like guys like nasland and bertuzzi and and morrison and and so you know and 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 even other players that are around like alex mogilney was, was part of that team um you know during that era mark messier had come in after that and um so you know i i grew up uh, an Oilers fan growing up in Red Deer. I was definitely an <laughs> yeah. Oilers fan, but I really enjoyed watching Vancouver and, and watching Bure play. So it's cool to be a part of that environment and, and, and yeah, just rubbing shoulders with some, some pretty good hockey players. You played a couple seasons uh, with Alfie Michaud. He was, Alfie was on the show maybe last year and, Super nice guy, and I've known him. I played tournaments with him. Uh, how was Alfie as a teammate? He's he's a good guy. I, I haven't talked to him in a while, but he's a good friend. And um, I, I one of the coolest things that the coolest kind of connections that I have with Alfie is is that we are. I, I don't know if, if 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 this is is happens for anybody else, but we're on an NHL card together. I, I don't know oh, yeah. what brand it is, but there's one card that me and Alfie are both. Uh, rookie um, uh, with the Canucks card, so it's kind of cool that we share that and a couple couple Indigenous guys on on a card and um, and uh, but yeah haven't 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 seen Alfie in a long time but but yeah he's doing some really cool things uh, at Maine and and yeah just a, a great human. Who was uh, we not, really don't well if you don't want to say names that's all right. Who's the one teammate who's like, wow, this guy's crazy. This guy's a nut. Like he's just, he goes <laughs> above and beyond the do crazy shit back in the day. Uh, you know, you, you say that. And the first thing I think of is Terry Ryan. And because I, yeah. I play, I played with TR in junior. He was, he, you know, back in the day he was a, you know, his first rounder and, and, uh, we traded for him uh, from Tri Cities, and he he joined our team for kind of a playoff run that we had, and and he just, I mean, he's the he's been the same character his whole <laughs> life, right? So he brought a lot of life to the room, and and there's you know back in the day he he had concussion problems, so he had this big funky helmet on, different than anybody else, and um, you know he and but you know obviously he could play and and he could um you know back up all the all the the extravagant kind of celebrations that he would have like after uh after goals and and so yeah and it was it was just cool like he brought a lot of life to the to the room that year we went on a run um ended up losing the, in the eastern conference final to the to the lethbridge hurricanes who went on to the memorial cup but uh, one thing that was interesting about Terry, he's, he's been the same person on or off the ice. So he'd be on the ice. He'd do these extravagant kind of like celebrations and throw his gloves up or <laughs> ride his stick or 
take his glove off, pretend it was a beer can and open it up and start drinking. But then he'd come in the room after the game and he'd still do celebrations. So like, I remember him, you know, doing somersaults in the room and cartwheels and yeah, brought a lot of life. So that's, that's who I thought of when you said that. (laughs) What do you think of his acting on (laughs) Shorzy? I haven't seen many episodes, but he he pulls it off. He definitely pulls it off. Is he a natural uh, actor? he's yeah he's 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 done it all he's a natural anything he can do whatever he wants uh you also played in the german league in the english league um how was your experience playing across the ponds it was it was good um you know never thought i would be um overseas playing hockey and and uh, my brother was over in Germany and played there for over 10 years. And um, we had never played hockey on the same team before. So it was a really cool experience to be able to go over there and be on the same team, play in the same line because he's he plays center and I play the wing. Um, and and just that that league, that German league, um, you know, it's it's probably the most North Americanized kind of league because there's you know half the team is imports and half the team is 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 German so there's a there's a big North American flavor there so yeah it was a great experience and then you know just the life experience of of traveling um yeah if if anybody is able to travel the world and and see the world from a different perspective it's always nice to to go have that and you're you're so central in in Germany that you know, we have days off, uh, you know, once a week, so you could easily get on a cheap flight or a, or a train and, and go to Paris for the night or go to Prague for the night and come back because you're so central. So, so I saw a lot of the world, um, probably more than I thought that I would. Adjusting to the ice, how was it with the, the European game having a biggest, a bigger ice surface compared to the North American ice? Yeah, it's it's definitely a different game. Like it, it's you know back in the day, like we used to play, you know, dump it in and and go get it. In North America, get the puck in and and didn't really ever play like the the possession style of game. You know, doesn't look good. Turn back. Um, you know, a lot of passing, spread it out. So yeah, it, it's. I, I I didn't I didn't mind it I like I like the big ice but definitely a different game. <laughs> you mentioned uh, you played with your brother Greg. How uh, how was it playing on the same team as him? It was pretty special. I think we had, um, you know, five seasons uh, I believe, uh, four in Germany and one one in the UK. And um, yeah, I, Greg is he's probably one of the smartest players that, that I've, that I've played with. He, he, he's, he really, he's a thinker. He, you know, wasn't, wasn't the biggest guy um, growing up and playing in the era where, you know, you got to be six feet, 200 pounds, um, the bigger, the better. And so he, he played a really smart game, um, you know, passer, playmaker, penalty kill, all that stuff. And, you know, he, he, uh, it, w- it would have been it would have been interesting to see him play in this era of hockey um where it's not so much about size and and more about skill um i think he would have had a few more games in the show than uh than the one he had with dallas 
Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Like, uh, what do you think of today's game? And would you and your brother would be able to play in today's game? Like, uh, instead of having the Eric Lindros size of early 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, compared to like a Patrick Kane or even a Bedard now, he's 5'10", 150 pounds. Yeah, it's, you know, you you think you could like it it would it kind of makes sense we weren't the biggest guys and it would be fun to play during this time and i think you know the 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 biggest difference when you look at different eras is just simply the the equipment and the sticks and the technology like that that impresses me more than anything like the the sticks and and equipment that these guys have now um just so whippy and just you can do so much so um yeah, it's, it, uh, I, I still have a lot of my, my old gear uh, when I play my Tuesday night hockey. So yeah, playing with the new stuff would be fun. Um, I love you and your brother who, uh, who has the better hands. I, I'd, I'd probably, I don't know. I I'd say, I'd say him. I mean, he's, he's the playmaker and I was the shooter. So I, I wouldn't have a problem with him carrying the puck up the ice and I'll just go get in my spot and I'll get ready to, to, to let the one timer go. But, but yeah, he, he was, he was a playmaker. I was the shooter and, and just worked out well to, to do it that way. You were able to go to college and uh, university while playing hockey. How important was getting an education to you? It was, it was pretty special because I, you know, we had kind of touched on before, like, you know, you go, you go the Western hockey league route and, and there's these restrictions about um, going to, going to NCAA. And I don't know what the current rules are, but um, you know, I went, I went the the junior hockey route obviously. And, and so I didn't think I was, I was doing classes, you know, here and there while I was playing. Um, But the opportunity to um, really complete school and play hockey at the same time in the UK is it, it was a great opportunity and probably the main reason why why Greg and I both went there for our, our last season um you know because I think before I went there I didn't even know the the there England had a, a hockey league like that um and and it's grown since then it's you know attracted a lot of a lot of good players and um but it was yeah, I, I think it's it is important. I think you know those kind of things can can definitely open a lot of doors. Um, and so if you have the opportunity to do that, I I would recommend it to to everybody. And and now even I have a uh, my my oldest is is now at that stage um, looking at university. So so yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good thing to have on your resume. Life after hockey. Uh, what are you up to nowadays? <laughs> well, all kinds of things. I, you know, I, I mentioned that I dabbled a little bit in the podcast game um, and uh, called life after hockey. So I, I thought <laughs> that's what I thought of when you just said that. And um, it's, uh, it, it would, you know, everybody has their own kind of transition, you know, to, to, to their life after the game and, and, and mine's kind of, been challenging at times like it's just a, a lot of change um and then you know mix in all the things that we deal with you know in, in life 
you know, it's, it's just a, it's a major kind of identity change. So um, I, yeah, dabbled a little bit with, uh, with a lot of different things and, and now um, working a little bit in the, in the digital marketing space and, and, uh, and still, still evolving and, and still in a lot of ways feel like I'm figuring out what I want to do when I, when I grow up. Um, <laughs> uh, advice, what uh, advice would you give young players coming up the ranks? I would think I've, I've been asked that question before. And the, this, the, the thing that I think of first, when I, when I think of that question is, um, you know, I, I go back to my junior days and there was, I remember this, this, we had a, we had a guest speaker come to talk to our team. He was like a, like a motivational type of a mindset guy. And don't even remember who the guy is. Don't even remember his name. Don't remember uh, much about the talk, except for there's one, one point in, in his presentation that he was talking about consistency and um it really that's the part that really stuck with me and 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 obviously hard work and effort and you know putting in the time but the the light bulb kind of went off that kind of with anything if you stay consistent with it you know you're you're going to give yourself a chance if you stay consistent with it you're going to get better if you stay consistent with it like there's going to be guys that are going to fall off there's going to be a lot of guys that you know what they're going to say that they'll they're going to stick with it they're going to you know you know be able to yeah I'll show up and I'll do the work every day okay well talking about it and actually doing it is two totally different things so you know my my young teenage self just kind of had that light bulb of like all I have to do is you know show up and work hard every day and I have a chance like that was it. So I, I, from that kind of moment forward, I knew every practice, every game, um, you know, I show up, I, you know, so my coaches know what they're getting out of me every night and scouts would know what they're getting out of me every night. And, um, and then it's just, it's been a, a, you know, a valuable kind of life lesson because, you know, as with everything, consistency leads to success. And, and even you and your podcast is a great (laughs) example of that keep keeping consistent with it yeah for sure well brad uh thanks for uh coming on the show i really appreciate you taking the time of your your uh, summer schedule to come uh, join me on the show i appreciate it man thanks for having me really appreciate it a lot of fun and and uh keep up the good work all right thank you i appreciate it all right uh we'll talk to you again man sounds good all right see ya hi Again. Hey, <laughs> hey guys, welcome back from our interview with Brad. Um, really good interviews. Uh another important thing, like Bush and I really would would really focus about is just education and hockey. And Brad was was able to get his uh degree while playing hockey. So it's really uh it really goes hand in hand, I think. And it's uh thank you, Brad, for joining us on the show it you really appreciate it it's good uh good to talk to to hockey guys um he played for toronto maple leafs and vancouver canucks and so i mean that's awesome so another great guy and 
another good guest that uh, that was part of our show. So thanks again, Brad. Um, this week, Bush has his uh, Res Hockey top five for this week, and it has to do with the North American Indigenous games that we discussed earlier. So go ahead, Bush, take it away. Okay. First and foremost, the number one obvious is so what okay what's the topic top five naig 2023 experiences okay number uh number five meeting it's kind of a cliche but meeting new people and not just like for sure not just your neighbor like down the street that's new people you're meeting someone from an entirely different region of the province right like you have no idea how this is really cool. Oops, what do I do now? Okay, there it is. I just clicked on the the right team on. Ontario soccer play any teams from the US? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Did they, they beat them? They beat them? Yeah. <laughs> and number two. What? You started at number five, man. You oh, said number five. <laughs> How do you count? <laughs> no, 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 okay, number four. What well, as a parent watching my daughter play for Team Ontario U19 female soccer is really, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And number three, watching my daughter inadvertently kick the ball into a opposing player's face. Um, I hate to laugh about it, but it's one of those things I yeah. like you do laugh, but you you feel bad. Oh for yeah, them. you you immediately feel bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll post a link. She made TikTok. She's she gone. Well, she gone. Well, she didn't make TikTok. TikTok. The person that got hit posted it from the. Oh, did she? Yeah, she goes. Oh, I think I think she hashtagged it. The took one for the team or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see the as soon as my daughter kicks the ball and hits it in the face, like she stops what she's doing and she actually she goes over and say, you know, just that's good like, sportsmanship. Oh. That's good. Yeah, yeah. But it's, but still, the, I, I, mean, I, I admit I laughed, but because oh. it was like, but it was like, a, holy shit, did that just happen? Yeah. Like, holy man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's now you can you laugh at it now because she has no concussion. There's no bro. Broken nose, there's no nothing. So it's uh it's, but as Don yeah. Cherry would say, good for the player for not going down. She did not get yeah. knocked down, so she stood on her feet after getting like, kicked in the face. <laughs> okay. Number two. Appreciating the magnitude and the scope of this of these games every four years, how it occupy I don't want to say the word occupy, how how it just Envelops a whole city, and how all the whole city comes together to support uh, these games, and you can see it everywhere. The support is everywhere. And number one, uh, best experience that I take out is uh, watching these athletes come together and kick ass in a short period of time. Like they had no practice; they didn't practice for a year together. They wow. just came tryouts, and then that was it. And you watch these athletes. The experience that they have with with each other, the the memories, the laughs, the jokes, the camaraderie, the tears, everything they're gonna they're gonna take this as definite and a definite life experience for them. It's gonna be so good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that is true. Like you have to really your chemistry really has to hit it off like mm-hmm. right off the bat because if you don't, you're you're pretty much 
in the shitter, right? But yeah, that's awesome yeah. that the girls are. I mean, just not the girls. Like everyone connects Every, and everyone yep. is on the same page. And um, unfortunately, there was some bad, yeah, some bad there things that happened. Was, Can you? Uh, there was uh, there's a really really bad moment that that marred the experience. Hopefully, only for a little bit for one of the young athletes on Team Ontario. I'm not going to describe it, but what happened is uh, we are reminded as a people that how badly racism can get to uh, can get to someone, and how how ugly it truly is. Now, without going into much detail, there was a really really ugly uh, uh, comment. I, I say really really ugly because it it just is because racism has no place in a sport has a place in life period if you want to chirp me chirp me how i shoot the puck how i skate whatever but just don't just don't attack my looks don't attack you can you can tell me i, I look funny as a right-handed shot whatever but if you start calling my looks on my color and the skin or my heritage and you know what that just uh that just really really reveals your true character and it has no place for it um the team Ontario player in question uh, that got happened to her, she responded with absolute class. She didn't lash out. Um, and the all-Ontario all players uh, rallied around her and just uh, supported her in every way, which is really, really cool to see. I mean, yeah, that's the, it's, it's tough to, to hear that. I mean, like, why yeah. are we bringing down our own people, yeah. especially at a, a national event like this like mm -hmm. i think i mean coaches have to and managers and parents really have to to discuss racism yeah. amongst each other i mean yeah there's no it's there's no room for that in, in sports or in life but that's an unfortunate thing and but kudos to that that player for bouncing back and keep playing yeah. That kept yeah. playing, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's unfortunate. I think it comes down to us as parents and managers and coaches to discuss that there's no place in sports or in in life for racism, and it's it's really yeah, that's really unfortunate that happened. But um, hopefully, that player who said those awful remarks uh, learned their lesson and understands that it's not. It's not acceptable. So no. So yeah, parents, players, um, let's not, especially at an event like this, let's not call each other down. We should be um, uplifting each other, encouraging yeah. each other. So especially at, at at something that happens every four years. So, but yeah. Um, what else? What else can we talk about? Oh, I just want to say congratulations to former guest of the show, Owen Hendrick. He and his wife, Braylon, uh, got married a couple of weeks ago out in out in the East Coast. So congratulations on your wedding. And congratulations to Owen for signing uh, a contract with the Chicago Wolves of the American Hockey League. So mm -hmm. Owen will be heading down to Chicago that's a nice. awesome city. I love Chicago as a city. Um, they play in the suburbs, so but it's uh what is that suburbs call again? Chicago Chicago Wolves. They play in I can't remember what 
They play in Allstate Arena, which is in Rosemont, Illinois. It's by the airport. So it's a, it's a really nice arena. I went to that arena for uh, the Scorpions concert a number of oh. years ago. So Here I am. Walking like a hurricane. <laughs> Did they have any concerts or any uh live events? Any bands, live live entertainment? Uh, um I think there were nightly, but we just couldn't I, get to them. The, I tried to text you I tried to text Bush nine o'clock our time, which is eleven <laughs> o'clock their time. And Bush is like, I'm going to bed, man. <laughs> I'm going to bed. It's like it's nine busy. o'clock, you old man. <laughs> it's, it's a busy day, busy time. Yeah, the the shitty thing about the, what happened on the uh, with with weather wise is that they the closing ceremonies are canceled. So oh, they closed them. Yeah, I didn't know at that. This shutdown. Um, the the all the soccer games were delayed because the turf was too saturated. So Jaden's game was supposed to play at one thirty. Uh, they ended. They didn't end up playing until six thirty because they played all the championship games inside sequentially. So, it was, yeah. And one of the things that I want to know is, did you wear your barbecue shoes? Absolutely, I did. Damn, out <laughs> a boy. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah. I went to hockey last night. First time I skated in a month. I. Tried to air up my stuff outside today, but um, Northwestern Ontario, I know, well, Kenora for sure, we have like a bad, like, grasshopper problem. Like, grasshoppers everywhere. It's like the plague. Um, we thought it was just like our backyard, but no, it's, it's no, not. No, it's all over, <laughs> man. It's, I don't know. It's like when you get those army worms, like, every yeah. couple of years, right? Like, I don't remember this being so bad with all the grasshoppers. Like I was scared to air up my stuff because I don't want a bag full of grasshoppers when I when I uh, open my bag tomorrow on and uh, when, I, when I, know, I go to right? hockey. Like so, I got to air up my stuff downstairs. But yeah. it's when you air out your stuff in the summer, do you do it outside? Or do you do it in your basement? Well, normally, I'd love to take the chance to air it outside, but I don't want to bring in grass. I don't want to try on grasshoppers and, you know, you know, put put your foot inside your skate, and all of a sudden you squish like a. Oh, I don't. That's <laughs> gross. Have you ever got a wood tick in your hockey bag? No, no, same here. Like I always good, air out my stuff. That'd be scary though, like on the ice yeah. and. Like when I first moved into this area, I didn't know like what a wood tick was before. Oh, I would love to have seen you. And I had one on my stomach because I went golfing and I was like, yeah. what the hell is this? And I had a hard time taking it off. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was stuck on me. I was like, what the hell? And that was my first wood tick. But like growing up in Northern Ontario, we don't get wood ticks. Yeah. I'm I'm not well now with this global warming sh- shit happening. I'm not sure if there's wood ticks up there mm-hmm. or not. But yeah, growing up there, we never had wood ticks until I moved to this area, and I'm scared of wood ticks. I can't stand them. I'm paranoid. Well, of those they're they're parasite, then they uh and, and they carry lethal diseases. So you have every right to be uh, nervous of them. And another thing, the town of Kenora, which has two arenas. 
Um, they got new pucks for this year. Um, the town of Kenora is providing pucks to every skate that happens this year. So on Sunday, we skated and they provided 20 pucks and they're non-marking pucks. Um, the town ordered a thousand for this year. Um, so you can't bring your own pucks when you're using them. And they're they feel different. You know those blue pucks that you, minor hockey yeah. kids use? That's how those pucks feel. I don't get it. I don't get the I, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, who cares if you mark up the boards or the glass? Yeah. It's hockey culture, right? It is. And it, they, they're lighter than, like, the normal average official puck. And it's – I hope Kenora is the only town that – that goes in this trend because it's it's a really bad trend. They gotta figure something out with these pucks. Cause one of the goalies mentioned afterwards that he couldn't even feel the puck or he didn't know where it was half the time because the pucks they felt weird. So yeah. Um maybe I'll steal a puck and I skate Bush and I skate tomorrow. So maybe I'll steal a puck and uh examine it and see What's yeah. like, why is it so weird? Uh, Bush skates tomorrow, as I just mentioned. So he'll be putting on his new rockets, the new rockets, custom made true skates. Yeah, are you excited to wear them? I'm, I'm very excited. I told Bush that I will be shooting the puck at his feet. <laughs> did, did you ever find out what, like, what size skates you fit? Like what size? Twelve, I think. Uh, size twelve. Yeah. What size feet do you have? Twelve. What? So you fit size twelve shoe and twelve size size twelve skate? Yeah. Why is that so hard to understand? Because usually you go lower in your, I mean, lower for your skate. Like, mm, I go lower with with my volleyball shoes. <clears throat> but not so you wear size twelve shoe. And size 12 skate. Yeah, but size uh, 11 volleyball shoes. That's so weird. And you... <laughs> what the... F- really? <laughs> I'm serious, man. It's just That's... this thing I did in high school. And I just... Because I wear size it. 11 shoe. And my skates are size 8. Well, because I like my skates. My toes kind of curled when oh, I yeah. wear my skates. But... That's weird. Usually you go a size and a half down. From your shoe size. So you'd be what a 10 and a half skate. But you wear size 12. Hmm. I wonder if anyone else. Anyone else out there. Who's who's listening. Watching us on YouTube. That do you guys wear the same size shoe and skate. I've never heard that before. Ever. (laughs) That's weird. You. uh, Holy shit. (laughs) I never knew people do that. Yeah. Not Hmm. just me. <laughs> uh what else? Uh well Bush and I were making new t-shirts. We are gonna yep. be making uh going into the business of making some cool res hockey t-shirts, which includes uh like sayings and like yeah. different uh like how Bauer does, you know how and Gong Show and mm-hmm. CCM and other clo- hockey clothing companies, how they have like smudge the blades, I guess, you know, how yeah. they have different, we're going to be trying out something similar to that. So Bush and I will be uh, trying out the market and see how it goes. So I'm looking forward to that. Like 
last week during the evenings, I'd sit on my phone. I I have an app on my phone, and I'd just been making up things for T-shirts, and it's actually pretty fun and interesting. So, well, we'll uh, let you know when we have the T-shirts available for sale. <laughs> so it's gonna be fun. Uh, if if anyone has any ideas for like a cool T-shirt, let us know, and uh, we'll uh, we'll make it, and we'll make a number of T-shirts, and we'll uh, we'll give you one for free for helping us out. So be something something to think about and better not tell my brother though my brother fucking use this idea how about this one or this one's like holy fuck man shut up already sean just kidding (laughs) just telling me what to do yeah so uh anything else it is august i mean it's july so summer's almost halfway done man i know eh? it's cool it's gone by fast, like two weeks. In two weeks, we'll have a hockey old timers hockey tournament. Yeah, not looking forward to it because I felt like crap out there last night. So, anything else before we uh, we skedaddle? Before we skedaddle, yeah. Oh, that's rush. Uh, nothing. 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 Um, who do I interview? I think uh, this week we interview. Ian Boots from Aquasosny, so he'll be our oh, guest cool. for next week. Um, Ian played for Aquasosny Wild at the at the Freddy the last couple of years. He played uh, college hockey in the U.S. So uh, another guy that we're uh, looking forward to having on the show. So if you guys have any uh, um, anyone you want to hear on the show, let us know, and we'll try to get this that person on the show and talk some hockey. Yeah. Um, this person, the person doesn't have to play professional or junior or college. If the guy's a res hockey player, he plays these res tourneys. We'll uh, interview him. Cause we're always open for uh, open for ideas on guests to come on the show. So it doesn't have to be like Bush and be a freaking all-star. So big LT. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh with that being said thanks guys for joining us f- for another week of uh res hockey podcast this is episode 92 and we 92. just want to thank manscape.com for uh sponsoring the show don't forget to go to manscape.com where you can get 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code res hockey when you check out so Go to go to manscaped.com, buy uh buy some kits, buy the performance package 4.0 because that's that baby's uh that baby's money. Yeah. So, so yeah, thanks for joining us and uh we'll see you next week. And yeah, Oops. don't forget to like our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Yeah. Don't forget to like press- and sus- like and subscribe. Exactly. What Bush said. What Bushy said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to to Bells. Where uh, do you still got my hat in your car? Yeah, I still have your. Okay, cool. Hat. Bells, I didn't lose it. Trevor hat is holding it hostage. So yeah, we're repping repping the Canoe Lake Young Guns. Yeah. In this week's episode, um, we have I have hockey stickers too. But I don't know. Do you deserve to wear Young Gun stickers on your helmet? 
Yeah, I'll bring them tomorrow to Hawking. I got them on my helmet. So I was like, yeah, "Yeah, I play for the young guns, man. (laughs) So, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Bells. So uh, with that being said, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.